You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Do you know what's so fun? And I do mean that in a slightly sarcastic, but also very entertaining, true sense of the word fun experiences. If you scroll all the way back to my earliest Instagram posts, which I will forever hope that will stay up on Instagram, to purely be able to show you just how far your business comes as you are building it. I look back at those first posts and I am slightly mortified, a little bit embarrassed, but more importantly, I am so proud of this business that we have built. And I will commit to you that I will keep those Instagram posts up there as long as Instagram allows me for you to also be able to use it as evidence of just how far you will come in this journey of building a business. Because for years, I used to beat myself up thinking, well, everybody else must have it all figured out. And everybody else must have just come out of the womb knowing exactly how to do these things, which is a very easy thought pattern to fall into in the day and age of Instagram and the way that the human brain works in terms of immediately jumping to a negative conclusion. Because our brain is wired and has a bias towards negativity, you're going to look at what somebody else posts on Instagram and assume that they have their shit together. And your brain is going to assume that they were just gifted and they just learned how to conquer floral design and that they know how to do this from the first day that they picked up a flower, my friend. The rational part of your brain knows that that is not true. Nobody was born knowing how to do this stuff. Your business is always a work in progress. And the reason that I bring this up is to encourage you to stop comparing your version of your business to somebody else's version of their business because there actually is no comparison of your business because it has never been created before. So there actually is nothing to compare it to. I find that thought so freeing because when it comes to you being the CEO in your business, you are creating something out of nothing. And that, my friends, is a bloody miracle. You are literally creating something out of nothing. And the reason I talk about that is because any time it comes to you trying to achieve a new goal, any time you want to level up your business, any time you're out there trying to make more money, any time you want to shift your offering, you want to attract a different clientele, remind yourself, it's okay that this is hard because you are creating something out of nothing. But this is the amazing thing about being human. It's like, this is what your brain was born to do. 
literally, is to think, to come up with ideas, to be creative. And your business is a result of your creativity. And one of the things that you're going to tell me in response to today's podcast episode is, wow, production schedules. I thought they were really boring. And because if you don't run a business, you have no appreciation of the value and the creativity required to put together an effective production schedule. So today, I wanted to bust the myth, this thought, this idea that the only time you get to be creative in your business is when you're standing at the workbench with your flowers. Oh, my dear friend, you are using your brain, all of your imagination and your creativity in every aspect of your business. This is why I truly believe that nobody else on the planet gets to be as creative as us business owners. And to top it off, the fact that our chosen medium is flowers, well, dang, people, this is like a match made in heaven. So do not sit at your computer and tell yourself, oh, I need to do some admin, because I too, if you described it that way, would want to poke my eyes out with a hot skewer. No, you were sitting down at the computer to solve a problem. You were sitting down at the computer to make money. You are literally using your brain to create value in the world and people are going to pay you for it. It's so freaking phenomenal. And today on the Thrive Podcast, I wanted to pass along my five tips to help you prepare for busy seasons. Now, you might be gearing up for Valentine's Day. You might be thinking about coming into your next wedding season. You might be putting on a whole bunch of workshops. You might be gearing up for an all singing, all dancing flower subscription showdown. Whatever your version of a busy season in your business is, I can guarantee you, and I will give you a money back guarantee on this free podcast episode, that these five tips are going to help you. Because one of the things that separates experienced and effective business owners is the fact that we spend a lot of time planning. We spend a lot of time thinking about the problems we're going to run into. And in actual fact, I probably spend more time planning than I do doing. Because I want to sit here and proactively begin to solve some of the problems that I already know are going to come to the surface, so that when they do come to the surface, A, I'm not surprised, B, I don't react and flip out into a state of total panic and sheer desperation, and C, I am so grateful that my brain has gone to work already to think about how to solve that problem before that problem even arises, so that when the problem arises, you're like, well, it's, it's not even really a problem because I've already got a potential solution. So it's like this proactive problem solving and that is exactly what I wanted to talk you through today. One of the rules of thumb that I like to use when it comes to anything to do with a big event, and that could be that you're doing a pop-up shop or you're doing Valentine's Day or you're doing wedding season or you have a big slew of corporate events coming up or your moving shop, opening shop, whatever your version of a busy season looks like, is to spend three times as much planning as you do doing. 
So for those of you who are good at math, let's pretend that Valentine's Day, for most of us in terms of the production frenzy that happens, is somewhere between five and six days of very organized, very methodical chaos. That means you're going to spend somewhere upwards of 18 days planning what you're going to do. I know that sounds totally insane, but I promise you for every hour you spend planning, for every hour you think about the problems that are going to come up and you already think through a solution, you are going to save yourself so much energy in the lead up to the event. So what I am going to talk you through in this podcast episodes are my five tips to help you prepare for your next busy season. And I will encourage you to take some time in the next week or so and do this work. Because I swear to you, your future self is going to be so incredibly grateful. And I know if you're anything like me, you kind of get all wrapped up in the doing and you just want to get to work and you just want to get into the action and you just want to get into the production and the selling and all the good fat magic fun stuff. But I promise you, please take a lesson from my past self to my future self that says the process of putting a plan together does not need to be complicated and it doesn't actually need to be all that time consuming. But what you are going to do is save yourself at least one million headaches if you take one hour to think about what's going to happen in the future and to just get your thoughts in your head down on paper. Because for those of you who have been through a Valentine's Day before, you know that shit happens. People will give you the wrong delivery address, they'll tell you the wrong day, they give you the wrong phone number. There are so many infinite possibilities in terms of where miscommunication, missed details, missed staff members, all of these things can happen. But if you have a plan, if you have your thoughts written down on paper and you proactively think about the things that might go wrong and you think about how you could solve them now instead of in the moment... A, you will be using your energy to your advantage because during Valentine's Day week or busy wedding season or if you're putting on workshops or if you're putting a big blitz on subscriptions, all of your energy needs to be going through delivery, fulfillment, promotions, marketing. You don't have the brain capacity at the time to proactively solve the problem and you will almost always do something that you're like, I may not have handled that the best that I could have. Or you may get so sidelined by the fact that a problem arises, you just completely freeze and you panic and you end up in a heap on the floor. But this idea of thinking about what could go wrong, understanding where the tight points are in your production schedule and doing things now so that you're conserving your energy the closer the event day comes, all serves to help you actually make more money. Because what ends up happening is if you can start to think through how your Valentine's Day is going to unfold, or you think through how the production for this particular wedding is going to happen, you can actually start to plan out your staffing directly in response to the ebb and flow of the business, which means you're not going to be paying a crap load of overtime, which means you're not going to be paying for a whole bunch of staff to stand around and not do much if you don't already have a plan for what they need to be doing. So let's jump into it, and here are my five points to help you prepare for your next busy season. Tip number one, 
Start with the end in mind. Here's the thing about Valentine's Day. As much as your customers don't remember this, you remember that Valentine's Day happens on the 14th of February every single year. We all know that the 14th of February is going to be very organized chaos. But if we know that the 14th of February is on a Sunday this year, you can start to map out what days you're going to go to the market or what days might you start to actually get your deliveries in. When do you need staff? What are you going to do on Monday the 15th? Right? Start thinking about this now, really understanding that at 5 o'clock on the 14th of February, you're going to be freaking exhausted. But you might still need to put your market order in. There are still things that you might need to do to keep your business going. So knowing that you have a very clear plan and you're outlining it from the end forward is so incredibly helpful because you can do this for a shop opening. You can do this for a workshop. You can do this for a wedding or an event. You can do this for Valentine's Day. If you know, right, there's no negotiating on when this event is happening. Now, then you work backwards. You go from the end and you work forward and you go into as much nitty gritty detail as you possibly can. And for me, for Valentine's Day, I usually think about myself on the 15th because I will be physically exhausted. But I also know that in the instance of our shop and how often we went through product and what our own expectations were around running this business, we just committed to opening again on the 16th. We would have fresh flower market, but having learned from the past experience, we are very crabby and very exhausted on the 16th. And that market unpack is massive. So having more staff around who can support you, who can help lift you up is so incredibly helpful. The other decision that you can make is that you do not trade on the 16th. Remember, this is your business. You get to decide what you want to do with it. Set your rules now from a place of understanding that you are the CEO, you are the person in charge, and then you plan towards that. It's so incredibly helpful to think about and put yourself in that future space, right? Because questions that come up for me are, what am I going to do for dinner? What are we going to do for lunch? How am I going to make sure that I've got staff sorted out? What are we going to do in terms of opening hours, clothing hours? Do we need to think about what's going to happen on the day, deliveries, right? It really starts to get my brain going so that I can use my imagination to think about what are all the things I need to sort out? What are all the situations that need to be addressed? And working backwards really helps illuminate all of the challenges that need to be solved. Because we all know what it's like to be that exhausted. We all know what it's like to really not want to get out of bed. And what are the things that still need to be taken care of, right? If you've got kids and they either need to be sent to school or homeschooled on Monday the 15th, what do you want to do about that now? How do you want to solve that problem now? Not waking up on the 15th and feeling really resentful, angry, and exhausted. <laughs> That way, if you think about the end first, then you can literally walk back in your mind's eye. I actually just do this on a Google Doc. I put the end as the first date, and then I start to make a list, and I just start to brain dump all of the things that come up for me, all of the to-dos, all of the actions, all of the things that I need to remember that I now have realized I am never going to remember. This way, the other advantage, if it's in a Google Doc, 
you can access it from your phone so that if somebody stops you on the street, if somebody is having a conversation and it spawns an idea or it spawns a suggestion or it spawns a solution or it spawns a reminder, you can just open your production schedule and make a note of it. And then you don't even need to go through the process of needing to remind yourself to remember it. There are so many details to be covered off if you're doing a wedding, if you're doing a shop opening, if you're doing a pop-up, if you're doing a workshop, or if you're doing Valentine's Day. Having a production schedule just completely eliminates so much of that like cognitive load. Because I'm not going to remember if Danny's already called and he wants to get delivery to this person over here and has this Don the biker already called and has he already delivered flowers to his mom and like all of this stuff that happens. But if I have a list... I know that we're just going to work our way through the list. I don't need to go into the filing cabinet of my brain and remember even more things. So tip number one, sit down at your computer, make a schedule, but start with the end first and then literally work your way backwards. Tip number two is once you've actually put this schedule together, then go back and look at the things that you can get done early. And I mean, like really early. There is absolutely no reason not to have your hard goods and your sundries organized really early on. Because once you get into the busy season and once you get into the chaos and the madness, you'll be so grateful that that previous version of you already figured out how many cards do you need? How many card forks do you need? How many pieces of white non-woven do you need? How much cellophane do you need? How many delivery things do you need? How many chocolates do you need? How many bottles of wine do you need? And you actually just make a list. As the date gets closer, your stress will increase because what usually happens is either you come up with new ideas that are going to make you even more money or you realize that the date is coming and there's a whole bunch of things that you have not done. In every project that we take on, there are dozens of things that you can get done early. And anything that you can do to conserve your energy, anything that you can do to make sure that you are putting your energy into the most productive space possible on that event day is going to serve you so well. So when it comes to Valentine's Day, we used to literally make a checklist of wrapping paper, ribbons, cards to be socked. We will actually sort out plans for dinner. Think through staffing, think through uniforms, think through the delivery situation. How many cars do we need? How many uniforms do we need? How many milk crates do we need? How many delivery bits and pieces do we need? All of it. Because all of that stuff can be sorted out really far in advance. The second thing is if you're doing a wedding or event, exactly the same thing applies. Before some of our most chaotic spring and autumn wedding seasons, we used to sit down and figure out how many bride boxes do we need to make? And then we'd have a big fat bride box making party. And I would stack them up all on the wall and just make sure that they were there. And you could actually just see your progress through the season to make sure that we knew we had everything organized. Because my worst case scenario is like it's Friday night and I'm like, oh my God, I've run out of this container. Oh my God, I've run out of this box. Oh my God, we don't have any white non-woven. Literally, these things happen. So if you're going into a busy season, Think about and look at the specific tasks that you can get done early. Particularly these things that have a really long shelf life. There's no reason you can't get these things done way ahead of time. Tip number three is when you go in and you look at your production schedule, 
assign jobs. One of the best things you realize when you become a business owner is that delegating is a superpower. When you do anything in your business, you don't necessarily need to be the one who does everything in your business. But understanding that you can bring people in to support you, people can come in and help in so many different ways. One of the biggest mistakes that floral designers make when they're hiring is that they think they need to hire other fully qualified floral designers. When in actual fact, there are only two must-do jobs when it comes to floral design. And one is picking the ingredients, and two is the physical construction. You can set up processes and procedures and systems to help you navigate the rest of it. It might even be that you run a business and you don't want to do the design. So then you do hire a designer who's going to do the actual ingredient selection and the construction. And then you can also still have people doing all the other bits that are required to make this magic happen. We don't need to go out there and replicate more of ourselves. We need to go out there and find more people who can support us so that we can do our job to the best of our ability. Particularly when it comes to weddings, events, workshops, shop openings, and or Valentine's Day. There are at least a thousand jobs you can get somebody else to help you with. And in particular, things like processing product, writing cards, sweeping the floor, taking the compost out, doing the recycling. Oh my goodness. Getting people to help you is a life-changing situation. If you are lucky to have people around you who are bloody phenomenal at customer service, then you can get them answering emails. If you have people who are super keen to learn about good customer service, you can still get them to help you because all you need to do is sit down and write a script and then you have somebody else answer the phone. It's so important that you have clear systems and processes because that's how you bring more people into the fold. And as my mentor said to me, hey, Kathleen, it's so much easier for people to read your mind if you write it down. Mm, it's a revolutionary thought because our staff and your staff and the people who are around you and your freelancers want to know what your expectations are. So if you write it down, if you tell them this is the process and this is the way it's going to be, they are going to very much appreciate it. So it might be that you're having somebody help you with flower deliveries. The other thing to think about, car maintenance, filling your car up with gas, all of these things who somebody in your household, somebody in your family might be able to coordinate for you. I'm also going to tell you as a little bit of an aside, one of the things that we only learned over time is it's really helpful to remind yourself and put a reminder in your calendar when your car insurance is due for renewal. Because I was headed off to a wedding and it was about an hour and a half drive away and it was me and one of my staff members and we were driving and we we're about five minutes away from the venue and there was a cop car behind us and we got pulled over and we had all of the bride's flowers in the back of the van and everything was ready to go. And I was just thinking about what we we're going to do with setup and looking at the weather and trying to organize everything in my head as we were in the car. And it was all fine until the cop car pulled us over. And I was like, 
Immediately my brain had assumed that we had done something wrong, which is a fair assumption because usually when you are getting pulled over by the cops, it's because you've done something unlawful. And the funny bit of this story is that our car insurance and registration were due for renewal. But I had no idea. And as always, we had too many things going on, too much stuff happening, and us deciding to take on 47 different tasks. Now, I shouldn't say us, because that's not true. 100% me. <laughs> 100% me deciding that I am Superwoman and I can do everything. And then you don't renew your car insurance or your registration. Beautiful thing is, if you are a floral designer and you get pulled over in a van and you realize that your purse is in the back of the van, so you have to open the back of the van and the cop looks at you and is like, what do you guys do? I'm like, oh, we're just going over to set up for this beautiful client's wedding. So luckily he gave us a slight reprieve. He only gave us one ticket instead of two, but it was still a $600 mistake. It was still so much unnecessary stress on the day of a wedding, which is so stressful anyway, right? Because we were going to a new venue. It wasn't necessarily in my backyard. It was at a whole place that we hadn't been to before. It was a beautiful bride, right? Lovely family. Wasn't really worried about the day other than the weather was a bit sketchy. But as a floral designer on a wedding day, you don't need to be cold, pulled over by the cops. So... Do your future self a favor and learn from this experience because from that moment forward, do you know what we did? We literally put a reminder in the Google calendar that actually says car rego is due in two weeks. Get your shit together. So that we didn't remember because you only have to go through one of these experiences once to realize that you really don't want to repeat it again. And I can't even tell you just how many days overdue that car registration was, but I do know that A, being female, B, having a lovely cop pull you over and being really nice to him, and C, just batting your beautiful eyes at him could potentially save you $600. But being overly pulled in 14 different directions, easily distracted and totally consumed with 14 other projects in your business can also cost you an additional $600. So you only have to make these mistakes once, my friends, and then you will never make them again. But this is precisely how and why you go through the process of creating a plan. Because what's even better is that next event, next time you're doing something similar, next year at Valentine's Day, you already have a very solid foundation on which to build from. Because if you sit down now and think about what your plan is for Valentine's Day, this is the beginning of an entire operations manual for your business. And all it takes is you take a little bit of time today and you start to document, this is how I want to manage the next 14 days, 10 days, seven days, whatever you want that window to be. And this becomes your system for how you navigate these types of events. I know you do not like process and systems. It's a very normal thing. But I will tell you, it's your process and systems that allow you to scale your business. And it's your process and systems that keep you sane, particularly around Valentine's Day. And on the topic of planning, tip number four is I want you and I will encourage you and I cannot stress this enough. Take an itty bitty little amount of time on the day after the event or just at the end of the day. And I know that you're exhausted and I know you don't want to deal with it, but take 10 minutes 
and make some time to reflect and take a few notes. We literally used to do this and I can still envision, right? Like the three of us, if we're going to a wedding event, we're sitting in the front of the van and we're driving back to the studio and it was like less than 15 minutes. So in 15 minutes, we would collectively talk about the three things that went really well. What went really well at this event and even better is to then talk about the three things that we would do next time. And we would do this at the course of any event, after any big funeral, after any significant Super Bowl occasion like Valentine's Day. What are three things that went really well this year? And what are three things we're going to change for next time? That one exercise is how we built our business so quickly. Because if you know that, okay, next year I need to make sure I remove all of the really cheap products from the website. Do you know what happens next year? You remove all the really cheap products from your website. So that then even next year you get to sit down and be like, here's three things that went really well and three things that I would change for the year after. And where you get your business when you're thinking like that, when you're proactively looking at ways to improve, is absolutely astounding. And that, my friends, is why our business made so much money. It's because every week, every day, every event that we did, every Super Bowl occasion, every time we hired somebody, every time we were looking at anything, we always knew that there was room for improvement. Wherever your business is right now is the solid foundation from which you get to grow on. And you get to decide what are the three things that are working really well? What are three things that you would like to change? And because you're the CEO of your business, you get to change it. And this exercise, and I can tell you when you're in that peak of exhaustion and you really don't want to do it, do not believe the lie that you'll do it later. Do not believe the lie that, oh yeah, well, I'll remember that. Because you won't. Because I was opening up our plan from 2019 and I had made this little note that said, oh hey, don't forget, natives are also really popular. And I was like, there is no way I would ever remember that because my brain is going, yeah, we go through like thousands of roses. This is what people want. That's totally what's stuck in my memory. The people who are ordering natives, I'm like, oh yeah, no, we did stand there and make a lot of native arrangements. That's very true. But even my brain and its extremely effective filing system is like, oh yeah, no, there's no way I'd ever remember that. So I would not even think about ordering as many natives as we do when it comes to Valentine's Day. I'm like, oh, right. And it's all because we took 10 minutes, right? This doesn't need to be some epic undertaking. This is just me documenting my observations and what I would change for next time. Because there's always going to be times when you wished you had one extra staff person or you know you have too many staff or you need another delivery person or you should have cut off orders earlier, you should have accepted orders later, any of it. There's always room for improvement. And do not, do not tell yourself, oh, I'll sit down and do it later. Because all of a sudden, February rolls into March and then March rolls into April and then you're really excited it's Easter and then Mother's Day. And you're like, what's the difference between Valentine's Day and Mother's Day? Right, red roses, pink roses, that's it. But in actual fact, the differences are pretty significant. But understanding, if you can take 10 minutes just to document your observations, three things that went really well, three things you change for next time, 
then you get to come back to that new version as your foundation. It is so incredibly helpful. So tip number four is to reflect and make notes and do it as early to the end of the event as possible. And tip number five, because you will have done this as a Google Doc and will it say, insert event title. Do you know what's amazing? This time next year, you can open up the same document, make a copy and rename it. And then you get to go in and you get to use your brain and your creativity and start to understand, okay, what are we gonna do differently this year? How is this whole thing gonna unpack? How am I going to make sure that I make the most of this opportunity? As opposed to what many business owners is that they just start from scratch every single time out. So what you end up with, right, when you start from scratch every single time out is one year of experience times five. It's not actually five years of experience. You can see the businesses that just get stuck in the monotony. They just get stuck in the rinse and repeat and the same and the same and the same. And then you see the businesses that are constantly tweaking and changing and innovating. And you know who is making more money right now? The people who are tweaking and changing and innovating. Because what your business looks like today is not gonna be what your business looks like in five years. Heck, it's probably not even what your business is gonna look like in 12 months. Because if you can wake up every week and think, okay, what else can I improve? How do we adjust? What do we shift? It's a revolutionary perspective for your business and your growth. And anytime you go through these busy periods, anytime when you know you need to sit down and create a plan, having a previous version is so incredibly helpful. Because when I go back and I relook at our Valentine's Day plan 2019, because of the notes that I've taken, because I've detailed out everything from staffing to here's the market order, so this is what I would do next time, to literally here's the list of what I'm gonna do to the website, here's the words that need to go on this pop-up, here's this thing I need to change, we need to change this product description, we need to change these prices. It pulls me right back into that experience and I can tell you that I would continue to put even more effort and energy into making that plan even more precise. And having that plan to be able to share with anybody who's working with you is so helpful. A, because anybody who's working with you doesn't appreciate the complexity of trying to navigate this event. B, no doubt you probably work with some really smart humans, they are going to have some helpful tips and guidance. Bring them in on your plan, bring them in on your vision, and they will help you solve so many problems that your own brain is not even entertaining. This is why working in a team can be incredibly helpful. But your job is to set the vision. Your job is to provide the structure. Your job is to ask questions so that you can tap into the creativity of your teammates. Related to this whole make a plan and save as, for any of you business owners out there who are thinking of selling your business in the future, this plan, these documents are what command a premium for your business. When you're coming to selling a business, and for those of you who are thinking of buying a business, get as much of the material written down, templates, tools, processes, contacts, how do they do this, how do they do that? 
what's happening when you're buying a business is that you're not just paying for an existing customer base. You're not just paying for a lease agreement. You are paying for the process. You are paying for the systems. So the more easily replicable you can make your processes and your results and your outcomes, the higher a price tag you can command for your business. And this applies to any business. So much of what business owners are paying for when they're paying for things like franchises are the systems that come to help these people run the business. They're not just paying for some pretty signage and for some trademarks. There's a whole how-to manual that sits behind it. And that is what is so valuable when it comes to your business. So if selling your business is anything that's on your radar between now and like five or 10 years from now, heck, anytime in the future, Start documenting your processes now, knowing you get to come back and revisit and add to it. And this doesn't need to be, a, I'm going to sit down and poke my eyes out for the next 72 hours and get everything out of my head and on paper. This is like, okay, today we're going to make a plan for Valentine's Day. Or today I'm going to do a quick document in terms of what my production unpacking process is for weddings. Today I'm going to map out how we set up for workshops. Pick one thing and just document it. Over time, you're going to blow your brain up in terms of how quickly it all comes together. And here's the thing. Here's the thing to remember. Problem solving, navigating challenges, and design and creativity all use the same part of your brain. So if you're coming up to a big event, if you're coming up to a stressful trading period, Remember, the more stressful it is for you, the more problems you have to solve, the less you're able to then enjoy the design and the construction process. If you can proactively think about some of the problems you're going to run into then and think about them today, the more mental capacity you will have to enjoy your creative output in the future. You only have one human brain and the same part of that brain is used for problem solving as it is for creative and production. So do your future self a favor so that you could actually enjoy the creating bit and start thinking about your problems and unpacking solutions to your problems now. Because the worst case scenario is that you have to get up at three o'clock in the morning and go to the market and you have to deal with the fucking public <laughs> at the market. And one day I'll do a podcast all about funny instances with me and the public at the Sydney Flower Market. I should be on the news. It was so fun. Anyway, that's an aside. But when you're that tired and you're that exhausted and you're having to do with staff and customers and trying to navigate product shortages and trying to figure out everything else that needs to happen, it's an incredible reward to actually be able to pick up a bouquet of flowers and make something. <laughs> Never in your life. Would you ever think that making a dozen roses would be so incredibly fulfilling? So my friend, do your future self a favor and sit down today and start to make yourself a schedule, start to make yourself a plan for how you want this next busy season to unfold. And for those of you who are part of my Flower Boss Boot Camp or you're part of our private community, I have posted in there for your eyes only our Valentine's Day schedule. There's a super handy checklist at the top that gives you my very specific guidance in terms of what to do with your website. 
plus I talk through where and how we get our market order in, the things I think about, the questions that I have, the specific checklists of all the things to prepare beforehand. So that, my friends, is in the private community waiting for you if you would like it. Now, for the rest of you who are not part of that sacred space, I will remind you that you can sign up for my Flower Boss Bootcamp. And my Flower Boss Bootcamp is a one-on-one online program. It has four key aspects to it. And the first one is private community. That is just me and fellow floral designers who carry a very similar ethos. They are some of my most favorite humans on the planet and that private space is hands down my most favorite place to hang out. So inside my Flower Boss Bootcamp is access to this private community which is only filled with my past or my current students. You get unlimited direct access to me through the chat and DM function so that I am by your side 24 hours a day. Isn't that a charming thought? It's like me sitting on your computer going, do this, don't do this, stop overthinking. You can make this happen. Raise your prices. (laughs) That's kind of what happens. And I know the girls who are inside that community will laugh because they're like, yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) But you get access to a private community. You get unlimited direct DM chat with me. You get all of my online courses. So we'll talk about business masterclass and everything from pricing to branding to sales and marketing and how to get found by your ideal client. We'll also talk about goal setting. We've also put in there my Instagram masterclass so that you can actually show up on Instagram and it can be easy, which is so funny because I was introduced to a beautiful woman named Nancy a couple of weeks ago and she was super keen on learning about all the Instagram things because she knew this is where her clients were gonna be and she's like, but I just don't even know and I'm confused and what about this and what do I do with this? Then I caught up with her last week and she was like, oh my God, Instagram is so easy (laughs) and it's so fun because I swear to you, her perspective, right, where she just went from like complete confusion into like total clarity, it was just like, yeah. And Nancy was telling me too, like she's so impressed with the depth of the content and what we teach because it's so specific to floristry, which is not available to anybody else out there right? How you do Instagram as a different kind of business owner is unrelated to how us floral designers get to show up. But even better than that is really just confirming that most floral designers approach Instagram totally ass backwards. But if you want access to that, so if you want access to my business masterclass, Instagram masterclass, my website masterclass, if you actually want to get access to exactly what to do with your website, my friends, it's all just waiting inside there for you. Plus, as part of my one-on-one program, you get eight weeks of one-on-one coaching with me. And the beautiful thing is it doesn't matter where in the world that you are because we get to use the Zoom and the tubes and then we get to connect the tubes from me to you. And I will swear to you, my one-on-one Flower Boss Boot Camp is an absolute game changer. So if you are struggling in your business, if you're not making as much money as you would like to, if you are feeling completely alone and totally overwhelmed, and if you're wanting to turn into and show the world what is possible and be your badass, most confident self, my friend, 
sign up for my one-on-one flower boss bootcamp. The way you get in is that you need to sign up for a free mini session with me. Then we can talk about where you are in your business, where you feel really stuck in your business, and then we can talk through if my one-on-one program is a good fit for you. So my friends, I will invite you to sign up because it's going to change the game. And if your dream is to build a flower empire, you will not regret it. So my friends, the link is in the show notes. And remember, if you have any questions, reach out and ask. But if in doubt, sign up for a mini session so we can get into the good stuff. Because flowers are fun. But so is making money. Okay, friends, I hope that this podcast episode has been helpful. Go out there, make a plan. Get to work. Go out there and make some money. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.